Season 2 Ramble 2 Romance Love Version 2 Greetings, greetings, greetings and welcome to another episode of Mmm Manga The podcast about getting more people into more manga Let me just get this out of the way and say This is for anyone who may be listening in for the first time There may be some environmental noise, quote-unquote, such as cats, dogs, birds, cars, and etc. As I do not have any noise-canceling equipment or abilities, but that's nature, and we move regardless. Not completely surprised, but very thankful I held out doing the podcast long enough to do a part two of something. The format is a little different this time. Instead of ordering my reads this month from AWE to WTF, what the fuck... I made three distinct categories of romance and give my top three reads of each. Before getting into all that though, I thought I should give a light follow up on some titles I mentioned last episode. I finished Killer in Love, fucked up all the way but with a surprisingly flat ending. Realistic though, I guess, but I thought they'd keep the drama going to the end. I, I don't know, I don't know. Caught up with Bakemonogatari of the Monogatari series, well it's only Bakemonogatari in the manga. And of course the art is never off point, what you'd expect from the artist oh great, looking at their stuff like Air Gear and Death Note. Story continues to increasingly expel, I didn't really expect it to like keep getting better, especially as I'd read the anime and the animes ahead, I watched the anime already and thought I'd just be like oh yeah, just Bakemonogatari, but it was, yeah it's Bakemonogatari. And it's good. I uh, really, you know, surprisingly good, especially despite the repetitive nature of relationships. You know, people just go off and save themselves, you know. Definitely have to continue the anime. Definitely have to continue the anime since it's ahead and there's way more stuff, context and spin offs and stuff that I want to see. Anyways, caught up with Insomniacs after school. Yeah, not that much progression but still the cutest thing still the cutest thing ever very very aesthetic and my top cutie romance read last year and i still highly recommend it finished wake up dead man uh finally it's not worth it not gonna lie that manuel kind of had a spot in my heart for some reason in that romance section i was just like yeah it's gonna end it's gonna be so good when i finally get the time to read it and it just wasn't. I can't even rationalize it now, looking back. Can't believe it went out that bad. Anyways, caught up on Boy's Abyss, which is still fucked up all the way around, but still pretty up there if you're in for some good old emotional drama and trauma. Can't believe it keeps getting more fucked up, though, to be honest. like It's like you're keeping this fucked up in that tense, normal way. It's just like, how... You guys gonna just keep doing that? Alright then. <laughs> and uh, final thing, just light follow up. Dan da dan, caught up with it. Still ridiculous, sort of feels like brain off, stunting with the art, but things are moving along, so I continue to stay tuned. I'll continue to check it out. Not maybe like every week, but every other month or when somebody sends some cool panel, I'm like, okay, I kinda want context for this and etc. But yeah. Anyways, getting to the actual lists. <laughs> Top three. Category one. Category one. That's fucked up, dude. Number three. I love you so I kill you by so so 
Sakakibara on story and Majiro Kaname on art. That's complete with 35 chapters. I love you so I kill you. The premise is that there's some disease going around that makes you want to kill the object of your desire. Honestly, I'd seen a few panels of it floating around and was really excited to get to this one. Plus, you know, seeing the more fringe faces of love tends to be enlightening in in those senses, but it was kind of just a well-drawn disappointment. The progression was pretty erratic, characters didn't really feel rooted in anything, and a little bit of a spoiler here, but they ended up getting supernatural powers, which was like, why? The premise was already set for a great psychological thriller, which doesn't need any supernatural elements, as alluring as they may be. Anyways, you can tell by the name, it's definitely fucked up. I love you so I kill you. Even if it ended up just being an edgelord sort of jerk-off, the art was still a decent plus. Also, it's pretty short, so if you kinda just want to see gore or people with powers doing the occasional neat thing and so on, then forget what I said and go check it out. Number three, I love you so I kill you. Up next, number two, Believers by Naoki Yamamoto. This is complete with 22 chapters. Here the story follows three cult members, two men and one woman, who live on a small deserted island somewhere near Japan. They have devoted themselves to the deserted island program, assigned to them by their superiors so they can throw off the corrupt influence of modern society and quote-unquote purify themselves. But... As time passes, the two members, two of the members, begin to give in to human desire. Now, it's nothing too earth-shattering, just a good old classic descent into madness, but that's usually a nice treat anyway you slice it, and throwing romance in there is just like, yeah, romance plus descent into madness, yeah. Anyways, 22 chapters, so it's really short, but it's paced really well for what they had. And even expecting madness, it still threw me a few times, like, really? Yeah, sure, that's technically a course of action one could take. But really, that's that's what you're gonna do? That's the course of action you're gonna take? Anyways. Number one. Number one on... That's fucked up, dude. Number one. Dead Tube by Kitakawa Tota and Yamaguchi Mikoto. If Yamaguchi Mikoto sounds familiar, I'm pretty sure they're on um, Tamagotchi Land and a few other works. But anyways, this is ongoing with 86 chapters. And the premise is, as part of the film club, the flim club, <laughs> film club, the MC is asked by the main heroine to videotape her non-stop for the next 48 hours. It's a simple enough task, and she's pretty, so he agrees. Her activities start off pretty mellow, but at the end of two days, she murders someone on camera. As the days pass and the girl walks free, or MC confronts her about how this is possible and why she did it in the first place. Enter DeadTube, she explains, there's a video sharing site where the top views get millions in payout no matter what. They do, but those with the lowest views are punished by being made to pay for the fees and crimes of other video makers. Grain of salt here. I'm only at chapter 28, but it's definitely fucked up. Started fucked up, and has only gotten increasingly fucked up the more I read it. But it was engaging, if not really on how it's actually a survival game type thing. 
but a little more on the mystery side like why did this bro get roped into this and why is she making these videos and will they ever relax etc etc fair warning again pretty brutal from the get-go and i'd suggest putting away any sensibilities you may have before reading this <laughs> seriously anyways on to category two isn't this just softcore porn? Number three, how heavy are the dumbbells you lift? By Yabako Sandrovich on art and ma'am. Oh, no, no, it's Yabako Sandrovich on story and ma'am on art. That's ongoing with 179 chapters. Very simple story. How heavy are the dumbbells you lift? The main character wants to lose weight to look cute, so she checks out a local gym and it turns out they have a hot trainer, so she sticks around. This is the same guy who does the story for the Kengan series, which he even references a few times, so I can't help but think this piece is just a blow off steam. But in any case, I've only read 29 chapters so far, so huge grain of salt with whatever I'm saying. So far it's been a pretty standard episodic gag. But the dash of Echi is the reason it's on this list. Echi. Yeah. Anyways, these basically come out every episode in the form of some serious informative workout guides that end up in quotes unquote steamy pinup type illustrations. Like they'll be like, oh yes, this is the perfect way to increase arm strength. And then for some reason, after they point out the exact muscles and everything, really cool and helpful, like it's like topless picture. I mean, to be fair, the the guys like Hampstead, there's this guy who just strips, <laughs> strips out of his shirt into muscle poses, very frequently, almost every chapter. So there's a little bit of balance, but anyways, that's why it's on the list. As I've said, only read 29 chapters, but so far those chapters have been pretty enjoyable. I usually get a good laugh every chapter, and actually, as I said, the 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 workout tips are very helpful and. Uh, it's just that as a standard gag manga, I guess I feel like I already have a pretty good uh, idea of what to expect. And there are so many other more engaging reads in sight, so I didn't read, it, read that much of it this month. But it's definitely something to keep up with, I think. Number two, Tales of the Corporate Slave Succubus by Gensuki. That's 23 chapters complete. This one was pretty funny. Our heroine is a succubus, succubus is uh, a demon, uh, tasked with finding men every day, taking control of their dreams, and stealing their vitality, cough cough, and in return, fulfilling any desires they may have, no matter how perverted they are. As the succubi population rate decreases for some reason, <laughs> our heroine finds herself more and more overworked in order to reach her rising quota. One day she meets an exhausted, overworked corporate wage slave, and she's surprised at what he asks for. I'll leave what he asks for as a surprise. It's only 23 chapters, so not much I can say, just it's a succubus and romance, so yeah. I'll say it's a bit cute. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a bit cute though. Number one. Up next, number one, isn't this just softcore porn? Please go home, Akutsu. <laughs> Please go home, Akutsu-san, by Taichi Nagoka. 
ongoing 133 chapters and I read all of them. It's another simple story, though definitively cuter than the other two. It was so cute, I kind of wanted to include it in the next category, but I had to be for real, like, I had to be for real. Anyways, basically the MC is a live-alone high school student who has his home taken over by a delinquent Gyaru girl. Gal. Girl. <laughs> Looking for a place to crash after school. Over time, they develop feelings, but due to how their relationship started, she teasing him and he trying to get her out of his room, neither can be honest about their feelings at this point. Each chapter is pretty short, and since the whole thing is pretty episodic, it all flies by and never overstates its welcome or takes itself too seriously, especially as it's an ecchi. It's always weird to me when ecchi tries to be serious, like, just, if you're gonna show tits or whatever, just show the tits or whatever. It's just, you don't need to say it's showing tits to save the world. You don't need to, you don't need to get into all that, man. Just do, <laughs> just do what you're doing. Anyways. Honorable mentions for, isn't this just softcore porn, something called 67% inertia, which is some college kids, I'm not even sure it counts as romance, but they, they do get uh, into some situations, and there's definitely wants to be in relationships and stuff like that, but anyways, there's that and just Gary stuff in general, yeah, that might be a little... Uh, cough cough but yeah Gary stuff anyways category three can't really talk about romance without it category three is oh it's that cutesy stuff it's that cutesy stuff number three Sierra that's T-S-U-I-M you're gonna see there's a write-up you know it's whatever but Sierra Biori by K Hamiro that's 72 chapters and it's complete on the first day of high school, the main character finds herself awestruck by the beautiful transfer student, who also happens to be a returning childhood friend. Very short, very sweet. Not much time passes in the story, so them just focusing on the main cast and characterizing them as much as they did was neat. But I think that has more to do with the simplicity of their characters and really the entire story than any above average writing or anything. That said, a simple thing is no more or less difficult to execute, I think, than any other thing, so I do respect that they pulled it off, and mad perhaps for their execution of what felt like a consistent, warm, fuzzy feeling inside. That was nice. It's nice to get that, you know, that cute stuff, and it's just like, not just like, oh, cute's heart shape, it's just like, yeah, I feel it on the inside, and it's warm. Nice. Side note. The main cast really felt like a nod to Yatsuba's creator Kiyohiko Azuma for their work on another manga called Azumanga Dayo. There wasn't really any shortage of cute stuff read this month, but I think that may have given it a bit of an edge to actually make it on this list top three. I don't know. I don't know, but still. Anyways, number two, Nisekoi, False Love by Naoshi Komi. That's 240 chapters. Nisekoi is one of those manga that have always sort of floated in the periphery. It's been a long time coming. I tried last year, but the main character's hair clip reminded me of Serial Experiments Lane and I just blacked out. I saw, I was just like, no, I can't. I wasn't ready then. 
I was ready. And an old Twitter pal of mine has also been recommended it for a while. And Jin, if you're listening, I'm sorry it took so long, but thank you. Story goes that to prevent a gang war from bubbling over onto innocent civilians, the heirs, the inheritors, the the next generation of both gangs are persuaded by their fathers to pretend to date through high school for the next three years. Yikes. From the jump, you can tell there's a lot to work with and a lot of directions they could go. What I was really thankful for throughout was that the whole, oh no, the gang's gonna find out and start fighting, what do we do now? That whole scenario didn't get ground into dust. Like, I was really scared of that being some infinite loop gag, and I'm just so glad it wasn't. It's one of those very cutesy romances, so the bits can be a bit limited, like, guys, come on, how long can someone blush? before you get a clue, you know, but it, it, it was kept interesting through the staggered introduction of the main cast, who each brought new flavor and nuance to the story. Now, you may be thinking, wait a minute, this sounds like you're trying to sell me a harem. Are you trying to sell me a harem? Let me tell you, I honestly thought it was just going to be a simple love triangle. Maybe with a few quadrangle quandaries for the laughs and was honestly surprised that it turned into some sort of harem looking thing. Again, I was thankful that the usual, oh no, we seem to have fallen into provocative positions. As, you know, that bit that usually accompanies harems, you know, that was far out of sight, you know. So hence, it's on this, oh, this everything here was actually, it was pretty cute. Of course, there was some repetition of gags and a few things that would be a little stern in calling erotic here and there, but the story direction and quality was really driven by steady buildup of the characters through their interactions with each other and the world over time. It's very solid, pretty cute, pretty comical. Never really appreciated the diversity a well-done harem could bring to a story before now, so there's that. They really made use of the passage of time in showing how their identities and bonds developed throughout their entire high school lives. It is consistently great art and the whole thing really just oozed ideal high school love drama vibes. To be clear, I'm saying that as an observer, seeing as I don't really think there's any such thing as an ideal high school love drama. Anywho. High school girl. Number one, High Score Girl. Number one, aww. High Score Girl by Rensuke Oshikiri, 70 chapters. Uh, the story really begins with MC, a bit of an outcast, encounters the heroine top student in an arcade, who then proceeds to easily kick his ass. I'll start by saying the art isn't anything special, maybe even below average, and I, if I look within myself, that might even be the reason it took me so long to get around to it, but in the end, I did, and I'm really, really glad I did. The story itself is set in the early 90s and progresses along with the rise of arcade games that was happening at the time. You know, Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Alpha. Apparently, there's a lot of Street Fighter 2s. <laughs> yeah. And we see the main hero and heroine duke it out through a number of games and tech advancements their bond deepening through their mutual love for gaming. 
definitely nice. Definitely a slow burn as the MC doesn't even really see himself or others in a romantic sense. Like his sexual and romantic orientation is literally just gamer. And the heroine is what Google says is a dandary, meaning she's too shy to talk, like think early days Hinata from Naruto. The payoff is all the more sweet though as they grow closer despite themselves. Great cast, really great dialogue, pretty dope aesthetic with the games and everything, a story that didn't take itself too seriously in a way that gave the feeling that the author was well aware of its position as a fictional piece of work and so more effectively used the tool of fiction through the medium of manga in a way I don't think would be possible without that awareness. I really loved how well they integrated games, as in they weren't just some to the side thing the characters did from time to time, it was clear to see from early out how important games were to the main character and to the story as a whole. I really, I really, really didn't expect to love it as much as I did, I really, 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 really liked it. Almost feels like one of those definitive before and after reads. Maybe it was the amount of impact in the short amount of chapters, but in any case, it was definitely the best read this month overall, hands down. Definitely. So good, so cute. That's like, especially the games, eh, it's good stuff, man. Honorable mentions, aww. You and I are complete opposites. The guy she was interested in wasn't a guy at all. And a story about smoking at the back of a supermarket. I have to say, some of these were probably cuter than the ones I actually listed, but definitely I don't think better. And all incomplete in any case, so I'm less inclined to list them, but they were honestly just too cute not to mention at all. Like, so cute. Anyways, that's it for stuff this month, and not gonna get too into old stuff as usual this episode, but to note the top one reads for each category before this month, under That's Fucked Up Dude Got Flowers of Evil, been a long time reigning champ in that category, but I have to mention Drifting Net Cafe by the same mangaka, which I read last year, gave it a good little run for the money. Uh, you wouldn't hear it mentioned in the last episode, because I heard it after I actually put out that episode, but yeah. Under Isn't This Just Softcore Porn, My Balls, definitely, yeah, that's definitely burned into my memory. Yeah, My Balls, and ah, uh, good ending, yeah, still, I think I mentioned that last episode, but yeah, still, good ending, pretty dope. Uh, grateful for the new reads as always this month. Really hope you can find something you like, and thanks for listening. There's a little bit of a ramble after this, but if you're heading out now, all the best until next time. Yeah, uh, romance is important. Uh, I think fiction, you know, it's important to know that it's fiction, but there's still some do's and don'ts that you can get in there. And if you think fiction isn't good for that, 
you know, the new perspectives on familiar themes are still entertaining, if nothing else. And plus, you know, variety is the source of life, you know. You're always just reading, as I'm always saying, if you're just reading the same thing over and over, you know, you won't get a variety. Like uh, Hanma Baki said, Baki's father, the great Hanma Baki said, you can't just take in all the good things in life. You got to take in a few of even quotes and quotes poisons as well. Strengthen your body. If all you're taking is just the healthy stuff, your body will be weak to certain things. Or something to that effect. Anyways, actually a few big name romances out there I wanted to get to this time. Definitely will in future. Just like they're they're so long. These stuff that are, you know, the big names, quote unquote. They're, they're big names usually because they lasted pretty long. And, you know, most are cutesy. So I thought it better to get in the diversity than just reading stuff for how popular I thought they might be, like, to say I've read this, this, and that. But, yeah, stuff like We Never Learn, I actually peeped Love and War, peeped. I was just like, oh, these are actually, like, men. And it's like, yeah, I love getting into stuff, and they're just as good as, you know, the hype or whatever. Not Didn't get too far, as I said, because I realized I was just being realistic with myself. Like, okay, you're definitely reading Nisikoi this time. Can you read that? Be diverse with your reads. Plus, complete all these other things or get to them in a decent... Because it doesn't make sense to start, you know, the stuff. If you're just going to say, oh, I read 5, 10 chapters, 20... Of something that's 200 plus chapters. And say, yeah, this is this is what it's about. It's just like, <laughs> no, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, call me, can't communicate, blue box it. Stuff like that, all in the wings. Definitely going to get to it, if not for an episode. Because, you know, I read and then I make stuff. I don't read to make stuff to make these episodes. So it's like, yeah. Uh, glad, I, glad I didn't shy away from the edgy stuff this time. Erotic stuff this time. As I usually pretend they don't exist. You know, probably had a little bit of shame for back in the day. I'm younger, younger me right now. Like, wow. But uh, um, just like anything else, there's good and bad ones. And if I may quote a certain Araragi Koyomi from Bakemonogatari, breasts are just a part of the scenery if there's no shame involved. Amen, brother. Amen. Also, got a huge list from my Tumblr pal, Vix. Shout out, Vix. Well, it was a little late in the month, and I was already interested, invested in the reads I had. But the romance is out there. The romance is out there, and the romance is to be respected. So I will be reading through all of those in time. Outside all of this, just got to say, best to start with is self-love. You know, gotta love the self. Do right by yourself, and you'll do right by others. And better know when they're not doing right by you. Anyways, yeah, that's the end of the ramble and the episode again. Thanks for listening all the way here. Really hope you have a good one. Until next time. See ya.